What is going on? And welcome to another episode of the Beyond Rad podcast. My name is Chad. This week, we were joined by Reese Green of the band Popsicle Stick Airport. Popsicle Stick Airport, a little bit of a strange name, but awesome music. And Reese is an awesome dude. They are a five-piece indie alternative band, originally based out of Gilbert, Arizona. But Reese is actually up in my neck of the woods, up here in Utah. And so it was a really cool conversation getting to know him and and hearing you know the the journey he's gone on and, and a bunch of fun things about him. Super excited for you guys to, to check this one out. But reminder before we jump in to head on over to instagram facebook twitter wherever you use social media and give these guys a follow make sure you show them some love and uh, let them know who sent you but also head over to spotify apple music or wherever you're listening to your music and i promise you these guys have got some great songs for your summer playlist so be sure to go and add some songs to the playlist and uh and show them some love that way as well and it's always greatly appreciated if you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already rate the podcast wherever you listen leave a comment it always helps to get to more listeners to more people and obviously sharing it if you enjoy it share it with someone who you think might enjoy it as well it always helps and uh like i said every other week if you think that the, the full length of the podcast is a little bit too hard to digest, it's a little bit too long, we do have clips on YouTube. You can go on over there and uh, share those as well and check those out. So subscribe on YouTube, subscribe wherever you listen. And without further ado, let's just jump right on in. Yeah, dude, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast, man. I really appreciate it. Yes, of course. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So I always like to start out, you know, just give you a couple minutes to, to do a quick introduction of yourself. Tell us who you are and something unique about you that people may not know. Ooh, something unique about me. Um, okay. Do you want to like right now? Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, a quick introduction. My name is Reese Green and um, <clears throat> I'm from Arizona. Um, currently living in Utah and I, you know, I make music, music or die. (laughs) (laughs) And um, something unique about me. I don't know. I like, um, (laughs) I don't know. What do, what do people usually say? I don't know, man. I don't have much unique. There's, you know, one one guy said that he uh, he hit a bear while driving down the road. Yeah, that's pretty oh. unique. <laughs> okay, it's like a cool story. Yeah, something something that. random. Yeah, man. Um, I've taken a sword attack to the head. Like a real sword? Yeah, sorry, like a real sword. Let's see if I can actually like. I'm like doing a Voldemort. I think <laughs> <laughs> I have like a scar in the back. No way. Maybe on, a, maybe on another. Yeah. Seven staples or yeah, I believe so. Dang seven dude. So stitch so, it back up. Yeah. Now I definitely have to hear the story. How did, how did this come about? <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it's pretty stupid. So I was in the seventh grade and um, um, yeah. So, and basically it was like just some random, some random night. 
um, I have a lot of brothers, which makes me very lucky. And uh, we're all playing. And I was under this blanket and we were like, I don't know if we had a name for the game. It was maybe we call it the monster game. <laughs> and, um, and I was under this blanket, like being a monster, like, like, rah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. brothers. And, um, and one of them, the youngest, his name is Charlie. So, okay. So I guess you're one, I think what everyone's more interested in, where did the sword come in? So I actually have, um, it's called, like, you know, Sting from Lord of the Rings. I have like a replica of, Oh dang! Sword. No way! That's awesome! Like, yeah. And so, um, basically, I was just we're just doing the monster thing. I think I freaked out my younger brother a little too much, and just he grabbed that thing <laughs> and bopped me on the head with it. Uh, I was under a blanket, so he didn't know where he was hitting. It just happened to hit my head, I guess. Oh my and goodness, man! That was that dude. Yeah, no, it felt like a hammer. Like you don't really feel like the sharpness of a blade. I just felt like a hammer. You yeah. Know, you see stars. Oh my and goodness. How old was he when he did it? <laughs> so if he's like, he's like exactly 10 years younger than me. So he was about three or four. Dang, man. Yeah. Oh, that pretty crazy. That's nuts, man. Well, that's, I mean, that's definitely unique, right? Like seven, seven unique, staples yeah. to the back of the head because of that. I mean, that's pretty nutty, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. I, know. I would not recommend that. I would not recommend. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I can imagine. So, uh, so what brought on the the relocation to Utah from Arizona? Um, just moving out, honestly. Oh, okay. So, yeah. How old are you? <laughs> I'm I'm 31, so I'm I'm pretty old. Okay. Well, well, I mean, you know, you probably know exactly what it is. Then, I mean, I was like only I just turned 20. And I was just like, no, nah, I just don't really feel like living at home. <laughs> yeah. And my relationship with my parents was like, not bad or like, not to flex. <laughs> no, it's just, <laughs> but, like, but you get to a point where you're like, I got to grow up, man. I got to get out. No. Yeah. yeah. But I moved, I moved, I drove up to you. I just packed my car, my little, my little car. Um, it was a stick shift. I actually, I no longer have it, but just packed it with music stuff and just drove to um, Utah. And I didn't really have anywhere to stay. I just had a lot, a lot of friends and family up here, including my grandma and Salem. And I basically just kind of stayed with my friend. Uh, his name was Nathan. And it was very nice, of, very nice of him to let me stay with him and just crash on his floor for like a couple months until he and I left to um to do sales over the summer. And oh, dude, you got suckered in, huh? <laughs> yeah, I did that I three know. years, man. That was uh, you did that for, what did what did you sell? So I sold pest control for two years, two different companies, wow. but two years of pest control, one year here in Utah and then one out in Raleigh, North Carolina, and then did okay. a summer of, uh, of solar. It was, uh, not, I mean, it's something that I taught, I learned a lot about myself and I, yep. I learned a lot about what I'm not willing to do to make money. Um, because there's a lot right. of sleaziness, man. Like there's a lot of sleazy yeah. dudes, man. They're just willing to, to just like sell their soul to make a buck, basically, you know, lie their mm-hmm. eyes out. I'm like, dude, that's not me, man. I can't do this. So who, when you sold solar, was that for, who does sell solar? Like, oh, there's a bunch of them, but the one I, I sold solar with went out of business. So. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then who'd you, do you remember your pest control company? Oh, I do. The first year was Altera, who is now uh vantage. No, not vantage. Okay. They are now active. Sorry. Um, and then the uh, second year was Vantage, which was stellar. Those guys, I cannot say enough good things about um, about the team at Vantage. 
So if anyone is going to go do summer sales, they should do it through Vantage. <laughs> okay. Noted. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, it was man. definitely an experience, but. What did you sell? Pest control. Okay. Who'd you go with? I, um, I actually, um, it, it was called Bulwark. Have okay. You yep. Seen him? Bulwark. Have yep. you seen him? Oh yeah. Okay, I mean, yeah. they were a competitor, right? So I knew about them when I was out on the doors. I was always, I, I right. took note of all of what our competitors did and I was like, ah, we're pretty much the exact same. It's just a matter of being able to undercut price. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, no, no. I mean, I'm looking, I, I'm still working on pest control. Oh, okay. I still spray houses. Oh, sick. And, um, it's not for Bulwark. It's for a different company, but I did do it for Bulwark too. And it is, I mean, exactly the same. Yeah. Bul- Bulwark is not too, is too, um, it's not too big in Utah is like my understanding. Yeah. But I mean, um, a lot of them are smart to not really compete here in Utah. It's yes. kind of like the training grounds though, where a lot of people come out and like, dude, people in Utah just get their doors get knocked like crazy. Cause all these kids are like, this is where a lot of the door to door are based. And so people are just out knocking doors to train in the spring and right. oh, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah. Bulwark, I can't say anything bad about Bulwark. Um, the, <laughs> so my, my girlfriend's dad is this, it owns that company. Oh, like cool. He's the CEO. So nice. Oh yeah. That, that's funny that it's all circling back like that though. The buddy that I did summer sales with is like texting me right now. And he was like, he's like, did you ever get that 10 bucks from PayPal? And what he's referencing is, um, is when you refer someone and get money mm-hmm. and it's, it's just funny that, that like I was so broke over the summer, you know, just garbage at selling that like those 10 bucks were like, like I needed it. And it's just funny that that's like, that's being brought up now. And then we're talking about, it. I know, dude, it's that's so really, funny. <laughs> pretty funny so, stuff. so you and your buddy, you're crashing on his floor. We got obviously derailed a little bit, but you go, you're crashing on his floor and you guys went out and did sales and, and, uh, you learned a bit, I'm sure, but <laughs> now I'll let you continue your so story. Much. <laughs> sorry what i, uh, I said it, now i'll let you continue your story because i kind of cut you off sorry <laughs> oh no i don't think there's really any more to the story until i mean except we just end up here i mean putting sales i mean working over the summer in general just put money in my pocket to just have a place in salt lake now and yeah. then you know just kind of i'm just working and kind of pursuing the band thing a little bit or just music in general i mean i have a lot of projects Oh, nice. The band is just the only one that has a management, a PR yeah. team that reached out to you. Yeah, and- dude. No, it's cool. Cause, uh, like, um, obviously with, with the music, it's, it's fun. It's got some, it's got great summer vibes, which is perfect for this time of year. Right. It's like, ah, oh, this is great. Now I have more music to like, cause I, we got our, we got our, uh, we do it like one of those 14 foot above ground pools, right? I got that all set up and we, I was out <laughs> grilling over the, over the weekend. And so I'm like, man, this is a good kind of music to have playing on a speaker while I'm doing all this stuff with my kids and hanging out and stuff. So it's uh it's fun, man. Wow. So, yeah, dude. Awesome. You have kids. <laughs> yeah. I've got two, I've got two sons. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's it's awesome. uh, it's busy, man. It is busy. <laughs> Yeah, dude. I, um, so I was obviously been able to, uh, to listen to a bunch of the music that you've released. I think, um, my favorite is, uh, I'm your stupid little punching bag. Um, yep. I just, that song is just, it's, it, it just, it had a lot of reminiscent vibes for me, but then it also just kind of like lyrically was awesome. It was just fun. Um, yeah. 
So thank you. So tell me how you transitioned. So obviously you said you packed up your car with all the music stuff, crashed on your buddy's floor. How did you actually start making music and actually going somewhere with it? Um, making music and go. So, um, I was making music. I mean, unless this is not what you're asking, I was making music before I packed it up. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that correlates with. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Or- no, I'm just curious. Like, um, cause you know, typically you make that big leap and, uh, it, it, I guess where my mind comes from is you've probably been making music for a long time, various different endeavors you've done and stuff, but, but what made, the music starts sticking and, and, you know, obviously I'm sure you really haven't taken many breaks from it or anything, but you know, when you got here to Utah, was there anything different about, about it for you being away from home, being on your own kind of like experiencing life a little differently? Oh yeah. I mean, okay. So that's like, that's a great way to put it. And I would say, yes, I would say, um, Oh, I heard a little strange. No, you're good. Um, I would, I would say it gave me confidence, you know, um, in pr- prior, when you're like you, in, when you're living at with your parents or just anywhere you grew up and you're just kind of in the same bubble, you might, I mean, you feel a little just whatever, right? <laughs> trying to think of how to say that better. Um, like you're not going anywhere. You're kind of or, sheltered, you know? Yeah. You're a little sheltered and just, and, and it's almost like, you know, when you're living at home and you're making music, it's a hobby. You move out and you're making music. It's what you do. You yeah. know what I mean? So definitely that like big amount of like, and, and I didn't, I didn't even like do anything different. I mean, I was a little more like disciplined about it. Like I would like wake up early, like <laughs> go downstairs and hit the, hit the stew. And like, since then I've like had moments like right now I'm trying to do this, um, this remix a day kind of thing. And like last semester it was, um, a beat a day. So, I mean, there's still like discipline, but like, I mean, confidence, discipline. Yeah. It's like something I do, I think. And I've like made some changes to, you know, how I construct myself with it, but yeah, it all just come. I think it just, you know, centers around what I do. Yeah, dude. And you said, you said you obviously have a bunch of different projects going on, but uh popsicle stick airport is the one that, that has kind of the management and stuff. Is there something different about this project than the other ones or what, why, why is this one kind of, uh, why does this one have a little bit of steam to it? <laughs> so, um, a, a couple of reasons in short, the most polished, okay. Um, the most hands on deck, you know, it's not just me, it's my friends. Um, the most, um, the most conventional, believe it or not. I mean, the others are just, are, are, you know, projects that, I mean, I talk about this sometimes we, we had a little like rap group. Um, have you ever been to Arizona? I have. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like in the Gilbert area. So, um, let's see, where's Gilbert. Cause I've, I've been to the Phoenix area. Gilbert's mm-hmm. Gilbert's right near Phoenix, right? Is that Gilbert? Or is that Gilbert's Mesa? in Phoenix? Yeah. Okay. Like yeah. South, Southeast. Yeah. So I've been to Phoenix is where I've been. Um, okay. but, uh, I don't know a whole lot. I dated a girl from, from Phoenix. That's why I've been there, <laughs> but, oh, very cool. <laughs> but she was okay. living here in Utah when I dated her way back in the day. So <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, no, we just, we had, there's this <laughs> in high school, there's this little rap band. It was called physics boys. And we, I think it's still on Spotify. If you, <laughs> you might find it funny. And then there's just like, um, 
the, oh, what is the project? Oh, it's called Suburbia. And it's okay. about just being like a suburban boy. Like, <laughs> like, like, like think, you know, like golf attire, like, I don't know. And like all the, what are those shirts called? The polos. polos. Yeah. 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 Polos and short shorts. And like, I mean, Ethan has a bar about like, you know, I mow my lawn, do my chores, and then I can hang out with like, it's just stuff <laughs> like that. Whipping out, whipping in the, in the golf cart and, Oh, it, gets, it gets pretty strange sometimes. Some of it's like really, I mean, there's like a baby diss track where we're just like, you know, beefing with babies as a whole. <laughs> um, so, so to answer your question, um, you know, the comparison like this, I mean, PSA is like, you know, from the heart and a little more conventional Yeah, and, you know, it's easy to kind of get, which, you know, kind of has its, that's a double edged sword in my opinion. And then physics boys, other pursuits it's like i can't i in my right you know management managers are thinking in my right mind i can't manage a band that is like doing a hate crime on babies right now and so, <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that answer was a little more obvious than you thought about, no that's you know, awesome PSA has the most steam but well i mean that makes sense but it's it's funny because um i feel like a lot of musicians have multiple different outlets right because um obviously, you know, PSA has its, its own sound. It has a very, a very consistent sound. That's, um, I don't know. It, it's for me, it kind of is, is reminiscent of the uh, late two thousands pop kind of like era that came like full steam, right? Like hello, goodbye type. Um, not quite that electronic, but in that same vein, but then it also kind of takes modern nods of more, like instrumental pop music. So it kind of combines the two and, and pieces them together. But I feel like sometimes when, when you've got something that is more conventional, something that's a little bit less experimental, let's say you kind of need something on the other side to, to kind of scratch that itch. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. That's the, that's like the joke with artists, right? Like something to pay the bills, something to, you know, exercise your mind in a way, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Or the rest of PSA is paying any bills by, <laughs> by any means. But hey, I mean? mean, you're out there, you're out there spraying for those bugs and, and you're coming up with song. I mean, I feel like that would be proud. I mean, do you, do you find a lot of opportunity to write while you're kind of like driving and like, do you think of a lot of things while you're driving or out like doing treatments and stuff? Um, you, you know, creatively like song ideas, um, no, but you know, I'm at the, I'm at the head of this band. So it's running and I'm like running a business. So when I have a lot of free time to think while driving and spraying, I'm, I may not be thinking of like song ideas, but I'm always thinking of how to better the band, if that yeah. makes sense and all the stuff we need to post and what we need to schedule and whatnot. I mean, I was thinking I mean, about you this today. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You're like, all right, I gotta like that. Gotta be prepared for, to talk to this loser on the, on the podcast. I'm just <laughs> no, that's awesome, dude. Cause I thought no such thing. <laughs> no, that's, I mean, that makes a lot of sense though. Cause there is, there is a lot of, a lot more to music and being a musician than making music. Unfortunately right. at times. Right. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you don't want to worry about the numbers. You don't want to know the ticket sales. You don't want to know the stream count. That will make you depressed. You want to just, <laughs> You want to just, you know, make good music, but it's just an evolution is how I see it. Yeah. Um, and with like so much, 
Oh yeah, go on. Music being made. I, I was just gonna say, like, you know, only like fifteen to twenty, or like you know, ten to fifteen, twenty. Like you, you need a cosign to like get big. Yeah. And now you kind of don't. You just need to be viral. But now music is more accessible to make, so it kind of just balances out. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I'm just saying, it's an it's an evolution. It's not really right or wrong. It's just how it is now. Yeah, and it. I mean. The thing that I'm I'm noticing the the biggest is is attention spans are so short. It's just so <laughs> like I catch myself doing it. I'm like I need to stop doing this disservice to these artists because it it's so it, it really is like so unfortunate that we we've got we're so inundated with everything you've got new stranger things season streaming on netflix you've got <laughs> you've got kenobi over on on disney plus then you've got the boys over on amazon prime and they're all at the same time then i've got all these bands that i get to listen to um that i'm having on the podcast and stuff and it's just, you're, you're just like constantly bombarded and yeah and it really just you you have to choose where your time is going to go and it, it really is tough. And I imagine as an artist, it's even tougher because you're like, I need to get that attention to come my way somehow. <laughs> For sure. No, that's <sighs> hearing so many strange noises. <laughs> um, yeah, no. It... Begging for attention sucks. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I have like a lot of different perspectives or like just ways I can comment on that. I mean, I kind of always told myself, I mean, this was like over the summer and like I almost had like too much time to think, you know, cause I can't, that's like when I did a break from music and was just working, but I was like, if we're, I would like say stupid stuff to myself, but like it has some weight to it. I would say like, if we're still at, you know, 500 monthly listeners, you know, by time, by next month or like in two months, like this has just got to stop. Uh, you know, because I hated, I hated like begging for attention. I hated, like, you know, releasing a song and like, it just, it would just sink or like, you know, paying for it all. It's like a sunken cost, it's like mm-hmm. very discouraging. And, you know, promoting on TikTok is like demoralizing and, <laughs> and emasculating for some maybe. So I don't know, like, uh, yeah, no, I just, I mean, but, but then it just pushes me to make music that isn't boring. And I've kind of talked about that before with people. Or, you know, like, yeah. I don't know. It's it's rude of me to say because I can't generalize everyone else is boring and me not being boring. But <laughs> if I'm being honest with myself, that is how I'm going to try to, like, project myself, whether it's yeah. true or not. So. And and I, I, I feel like I relate so much to that begging for attention. I hate that. I, I find myself so far behind on social media posts. Like so often I'm just like, I love this part of, of what I do. I love this part. And there's so much more that I need to do. That is so hard to find motivating. So for yourself, when you're having those thoughts, you know, if I can't get past 500, like I just got to put the kibosh, like when you're having those thoughts and having those feelings, that's that I mean you're not going to quit music because it's probably part of your soul and and I learned this uh, in an interview I had a, f- a few weeks ago um the individual she was just saying like I can't it's it's part of who I am I can't just not make music but it's also like if you're at that demoralizing state there's like 
there's that constant like ebb and flow of life. So for you, how did you, how did you get past those feelings of, or like those thoughts where you, like you said, you know, you had a little bit too much time to think what, what made you get back out there and just say, all right, I can, I can still do this. Even, even if this next song doesn't crack what I'm looking for, even if I do feel a little demoralized on social media, like what is it that, that got you back out there in the saddle on, on to ride again? Um, well, first of all, I can't say that I, or that I like have conquered that, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's, you know, as an artist, you're just going to like, you know, be proud of yourself. And this is like so pretentious of me. If you're not proud of your work, that's okay. Be proud of yourself, you know, kind of separate that work and, you know, separate the work from the artist kind of thing. I don't know. Um, in my, in my specific example, there, it's so hard to grow a band without playing shows and COVID it made it impossible to like Mm -hmm. get even past how many monthly listeners or whatever number means something to you. Um, so in my specific example, when, once COVID wasn't, or, you know, was a little relaxed and we, you know, started experimenting with, um, you know, shows where, you know, you're masked up and vaccinated that definitely, you know, made me (laughs) back, like put me back in the saddle, gave me another chance. Um, that's how that went. Um, I don't know. Um, I honestly sleep like you sleep <laughs> on it. <laughs> like, I yeah. guess, I don't know. I mean, we had, I mean, you, you said you like this right now, the, the actual, you know, you don't want to post about, you know, begging for people to listen to your podcast, but you yeah. love actually podcasts. Yeah, exactly. Right and I can't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a podcaster. I don't have a pod. So like, does anything go wrong during this? Like oh, yeah. what you love? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it feels like it does, but like, I, I don't know. Like when I, when a question I ask doesn't land and I'm like, I don't know how to reword this. I'm just going to give up. <laughs> like, I'm just going to just move on. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And like, I mean, and you're like really lighthearted about it, which is good, but like, isn't that a nightmare too? And you're, you're probably like, what, what are you saying? But like, no, you know, I get it. You're, you're right. The things we, we like, and you know, if you don't want to care about the numbers, you just want to play the show. Like, like, Oh my God, what a nightmare when, the show goes wrong too. Mm -hmm. So all very, you know, very sad stuff, very like hard to hard to like work through, but, um, I sleep and honestly you forget about it is like another thing I've noticed. I mean, everything is so clear in retrospect as we say, and, um, you'll just know what to do better for next time. So, yeah. I, I am curious when you, when you mentioned obviously separating the art from the artist, um, I get that in, in theory, like I could read that in a book and be like, yeah, that makes complete sense. But then in practice, I'm like, but isn't the artist what they, isn't what they make who they are? Like, and so how do you separate the, cause I hadn't really thought about this until you met Cause I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm like, that's actually, I think that's a lot harder than it sounds right. Easier said than done. Yeah. Um, well just to clarify what I was more meaning was, um, or what I meant was more like from like a personal standpoint of like when, when you are the artist, art, like 
being an artist is to suffer or like, you know, like I'm saying, like you're never going to be satisfied with your art or so that's been the case for me, I guess. And like okay. maybe many others. And so I just meant more like that's okay. And that's like the, the joy or the ride and you know, the whole point of being an artist. I just think you should be easy on yourself and like, you know, be proud of yourself for what you do. You know, you can, you can forget about whatever song you made in a couple years. Um, do you okay. want me to tackle? Cause, cause what you're referring to sounds more like, um, you know, the basic, the, the classic example, I mean, of, of an artist doing something controversial and then everyone is like, but no, we must separate. see, but that one's that easy. No, that one's or? easy for me. Like to, to say I can, and this is, it's easy for me on the other side, right? Like I can enjoy the music and forget about who made the music. That's easy for me. But okay. I'm saying from the other side, from the musician side, that would be really difficult for them to separate themselves from it. Right. Cause on a consumer side, I've never been the person who is going to know all these facts about an actor or a musician or anything like that. I'm, I'm, I enjoy their art and I think it's great. And I genuinely don't care about their personal life most of the time. Right. This podcast <laughs> right. has changed when it comes to a lot of bands. I love getting to know individuals on a, on a more personal level because it is just really awesome. But like, as like a consumer of, of another band, I'm not going to go in and look into all their little deep, dark <clears throat> secrets. Right. So on that side, it's easy, but I'm, I'm saying like on the side of, of like the artist who creates the music to say, all right, well, that song was a flop. I'm not a flop. Like to maintain that perspective would be challenging to be like, to not, to not say how my music is received is, uh, is a representation of how I am received. Right. Like that's, that's what I'm saying would be difficult. Does that make sense? No, that does make sense. Um, I mean, you might just be unraveling, you know, before both of our eyes that I'm like a narcissist or something. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, just I kidding. love myself but, no matter uh, what, bro. <laughs> yeah. But like, isn't that the goal? I mean, it is. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that makes me want to ask, like, um, I don't know, like, do you know yourself like fully? Because, um, I mean, this kind of goes along the lines with like, you know, sleeping it off and like, you know, if you get hangry, like eat food, like those are like really like basic. My, my point being like, um, do you know, do you know yourself? Because you'll have an, you, you know, you'll make a song and you're like, this is garbage and you'll distance yourself from it. But like in a year you can listen to it and be like, and then you're proud of it. Does that make sense at all? Like, yeah. Like I know me personally, <laughs> this is like the narcissist bit maybe coming out, but like, um, there was like, there's like, well, there's one specific time where I was like really bummed out, you know, just about some, like something in general. I don't think it was really related to music, but, um, you know, I forgot that I made these, like this certain project, like these songs, um, like, you know, not like, I think it was in high school. So, you, you know, I didn't like it at the time, but I popped it on then. And I was like, Oh, look at what I did. And so that's kind of, that's like learning about yourself when everything is clear, like in yeah. retrospect, I guess. Yeah. So maybe, maybe, maybe I would change that to like a temporary distance, but like, just try to like be proud of yourself. Yeah. I like that. I mean, I, it's a, it's a fantastic perspective and, and I mean, 
I I bring that up because like I came from a, a like I'm very confident and secure in, in myself and my life right now. But I did come from a place of like, holy crap, like I stopped playing music because of of mean reactions and 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 just rude people. Right. Like I stopped playing music. And so like I I'm just to me, I internalized way too much of this stuff. And I I let that overpower that internal voice of being like proud and stoked about what I could do. Right. And so that's where I'm like, man, that would be. That's, I mean, it's challenging, I think. And, and it, yeah. I, mean, I think a lot of, you know, I don't, I wouldn't call it narcissism. Honestly, I'd call it self-confidence. I would call it like self-realization, understanding what you're, what you're capable of and like seeing what you've done. That's a pretty amazing thing. And I like that perspective. Yeah. No, that's um, what you kind of said about that external stomping up the internal. That's actually what, our band name like means. Oh really? Explain. <laughs> another thing, another thing um that was assigned meaning in retrospect once we learned stuff about ourselves. So um, so explain. I love it. I'm I'm excited to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um well basically, you know, just like Gunnar and Caden and I have we we were we've been playing music together for a while in um in high school. And, and we just wanted to, you know, shift gears and you know just you know you always want to like rebrand you want to you always want to facelift something just because you always think you can do it better and you usually can you know you're always, yeah. you're always you were always smarter than you were like five years ago but um hopefully, hopefully yeah. <laughs> i mean i guess when you're like you know ages like what 13 to 20 yeah years. 13 to 18 you, you should definitely be smarter you should be <laughs> yeah those are like it's funny how like large those increments are in a way it really Anyways, is yeah um, <laughs> yeah no just and, and speaking of you know um you know mean words coming from an external forest like i i was like weirdly cynical about my musical upbringing and i just i focused a lot on like being unlucky i was like i don't come from a family of music i don't have friends that like you know see a lot in me musically and like you know they're they're kind of a downer too yeah um, but in a, in a weird way i like looked up to them though so just sorry i'll speed this up but just there, no I you're good dude we got all the time who, <laughs> <laughs> very good very good yeah i know i had one friend and um and i and i keep him unnamed but for some reason he was my like like I based everything cool off like around him. If that's that right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, everything um, was cool is kind of because like everything he liked was cool because he was, it was yeah. him. Yeah. Okay. And so when we're just the member, this, this other member left in our band, his name was Tyler. But, um, when he, we were all brainstorming, like, you know, names, there was a couple of names that popped. Up. I can't remember. It was like, like one of them was like airport sushi, um, popsicle stick. Airport. Like there's a couple. And, my friend like caught, you know, wind of the, of popsicle stick airport. And he's like, Oh, that was like pretty cool. And so embarrassing. <laughs> so embarrassing of me. Like I was like, well, I guess that's the one then. Like, I guess we have to do that one. Cause like, you know, <laughs> this cool guy said it was cool. And, 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 and in my opinion, that name, like our name, like, isn't good. Like it's <laughs> not like, it doesn't stick. Maybe, you know, people have like kind of laughed when we like have said it. 
And, you know, when we're playing shows, the marquee, you know what that is, right? Where they like mm-hmm. put the letters yeah. up on, like, you know, we take up every single space. On yeah, this. It's, it's such super a long, long. name. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of like trolling people. Like, and, um, and it's just kind of like a reminder of like, you know, wearing it on your sleeve and like, um, you know, against the grain or against the current. And like, you know, I re- it's almost like I, I wear this like, Ah, you tried to be a people pleaser once and now you must like suffer with this name forever. But <laughs> where, it, where it truly got its meaning after that, because that was just kind of in a limbo stage, was not too long ago when we were thinking of, you know, going under a new name. And I like found myself in front of like all my friends in Naming stuff. Oh, there we go. Now I hear you. <laughs> I found myself in a, you know, in front of a group of friends, like, you know, naming band names. And, uh-huh. and this wasn't too long ago. And, and it was the exact same thing. Like, it was like, I didn't learn anything. And yeah. I was like, I'm crazy again. I'm trying to people please all these people. And like, they're all just like staring at me. So it was like a very, like, is a very good moment of me just learning about myself. And I was like, you know what? Like, that's the name. And that's why. And it's, um, it's because like the whole process is against the grain, you know, not just choosing a name and, you know, playing an instrument, but like, you know, getting shows and like getting people to show up and just every single aspect of it, nothing unique to me in our process, but definitely like a representation of, um, I mean, it seems like you can resonate with it in a sense yeah. if, if you let external forces, you know, get to you. Yeah. So that's like kind of the point of it. Yeah. I mean, dude, I love that. That's, I mean, that's awesome backstory. Cause it, it really is like, it, it's amazing how, how that insecurity, I love that you, you know, you kept it. It's like, it lives on, right. It's like, it's just a constant reminder and it's, it's kind of nice because like you, you can, it's, it's almost like a, every time you, you say it, you're like, take that. I'm doing something with this. I'm making it happen because I have what it takes to make it happen. And it's cool, right. man. It's yeah. freaking awesome. And, uh, you know, as, as the years have gone on and, and, you know, you transition from high school kids with these various projects and kind of started taking it more seriously. What are some of the, the things that for you that you've, you've changed and, and kind of, uh, um, grown with in terms of, of, you know, having the same moniker and and going by this name for this band, like you're growing and and changing as an individual. So like, what are some of the things that, that you have noticed most with your music that you've, you've changed and grown with? Um, wow. Um, I feel like the answer should be like obvious or something. I don't know. Um, I think I I can't repeat confidence again, but, or else I'll like, I'll switch it a little bit. Um, we all have more of a desire to, to be ourselves, I guess. I mean, if you think about it in high school, like you're piggy, you're piggybacking off of like everyone in the first mm-hmm. place. And, and, and I would say we still are in the sense of like, I love just not only wearing insecurity on my sleeves, but like <laughs> inspirations. Yeah. Um, 
but you know, like we all, I don't know what people think of when they hear Popsicle Airport, like what kind of like colors or, you know, kind of the aesthetic, but like in a way I kind of hope that like we somehow redefined it in a way that it, like, you know, that it wasn't before, like we're, you know, it's almost just like a, it is a brand and like with our logo and everything, it's like a very unconventional kind of experimental stuff. Yeah. Um, so we're all just wanting to be ourselves more than anything and like willing to take those risks too. Um, I know at the end of 2020, which was when I moved up to Utah that we, you know, we dropped all those super ambitious songs, some of them not available anymore, which is kind of, I guess wrong of me to go backwards like that, but you know, just so ambitious is like the way I see it. Yeah. Um, so that's how I would <laughs> answer that keyword uh, ambitious. I love it, dude. I mean, and like, was that something that, that each of you guys kind of grew together or was it one person kind of started make taking a lead and started pulling a lot, the others along? Like, you know, obviously that's one of the advantages of having a band is everyone kind of the, you move together, right? You, you get to help each other, but, but was there like a little bit more motivation from one or the other? And how did that all grow for the band? Um, motivation. I think motivation. Yeah. But I also want to say like inspirations, um, you know, people want their voice heard in it and, you know, combining all these like crazy genres together, maybe because we all come from like very different musical backgrounds in a way. Yeah. And, you know, just being inspired and motivating, motivated to be heard is like, um, I'm trying to think of like actually where I was going with that. I kind of lost it, but no, you're good. Um, I think, can you actually repeat no that? you're good i was just I like yeah more. like with the band because you obviously said you know like there's there's kind of two parts right there's there's that confidence and motivation and then and then ambition this this desire to to accomplish more um but i was just curious how each member of the band has contributed to that how how the dynamic has changed because going from high school to being adults a lot of high school friendships don't last beyond that because of that weird transition. Right. So for the band, you, you guys have kind of multi-aspect, right? It's friendship and bandmates. So like, how did that change? How did that grow? Like, was there a lot of um, camaraderie there as, as things continued moving forward? Or was there some people kind of pulling the weight? How did, how did that all work out for you guys? <laughs> okay. I think, I think I do understand your question. I think what's like, scary about it is like how revealing it is in a way and i don't <laughs> you know like like do we got a name drop if you don't like, if you, you don't know? want to answer that's totally fine you can just say i plead the fifth and we'll move on <laughs> <laughs> no that's okay i'll i'll just like i'll i'll try to just be like as honest and you know do both sides justice the best i can um given covid no shows were happening right mm -hmm. so definitely was an inspiration for me to move yeah <laughs> away from my bandmates not you know not intentionally like from them like i got to get away from but them. out of but, the situation know, like, yeah move, move somewhere else and i don't really remember their 
comments on it. I don't know if they were frustrated with that or like even thought much because we were kind of all in limbo anyways of not playing shows. And, but they might've been. Um, so I kind of just, def- I definitely took a leap there in terms of like, you know, let's go into the Utah scene maybe a little bit. And I'm like doing something for myself, um, which is inherently selfish, not necessarily, not necessarily wrong, but selfish. I don't know what, how they felt about it to be truthful. And I feel like it did kind of um, like bring us apart a little bit just naturally. Yeah. Um, you know, I still, I still like internally freak out if we're all best friends still sometimes, which, I, which they don't really know about. <laughs> I can tell, I can tell you that I don't care if they hear either, but um, you know, like we're all best friends um, when we're together and we're all bandmates. And, you know, it kind of gets, it gets blurry when we're far apart. And like, definitely when I was, um, it's funny cause you mentioned Raleigh earlier and I was yeah. in Charlotte. So okay. when I, yeah, when I'm in all the way in Atlanta or Charlotte doing who knows what, and they're somewhere else, then it's just, it's, it's blurry. It's hard. And then, um, you know, I think, I think I, um, I definitely like, you know, take the lead on, you know, kind of pushing us or like, you know, driving us. Um, Gunner's really good with connections. Our first show back was at the Rebel Lounge. Our first time playing there, actually. Oh, that nice. Was last June. Um, sorry, that's in Phoenix. And, um, yeah. and um, yeah, that was like, and I just flew back. I was in Oklahoma at the time. I just flew from Oklahoma to um, Arizona. Caden was in Charlotte. He flew from Charlotte to Arizona. And Tyler was in Utah. He flew from Utah to Arizona <laughs> and we, and we played that show and like, that was kind of a moment of us, you know, feeling pretty brotherly and yeah. best friends and bandmates and like just making it work. And I think from, from that point, it's been very much just like that where, you know, we kind of understand our conditions and like, although they're not ideal, I ideal because I'm up here, they're down there, you know, we still make it work. Yeah. I mean, it kind of takes that catalyst sometimes, right? That one little spark to light the flame. And it's just like, it's, uh, it's cool that like, honestly, like I still have, um, some of my close friends from high school, like I'm still close friends with them. And it's just like, it is really cool to, to have that. Cause like, there's something about that, uh, you know, that friendship that you, there's, there's a lot of organic, um, um, kind of, uh, energy that comes from that, right? Like being able to write with each other, perform with each other. Like you guys know each other pretty well. So it's cool that you guys were able to kind of get through all of it and make it, make it last, make it work still. And, uh, and so, um, with, with like the, the current setup, obviously, you know, um, being further away and stuff, are you guys still actively doing shows and, and, and planning shows and stuff. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we just went on like a little mini tour. Um, we played in Arizona and Utah and California. And that wasn't, that was just exactly a month ago. That's I mean, we awesome. just wrapped it up at like May 8th and that would, you know, be about a month ago. So that's incredible. Uh, yeah. It was a lot of fun. And so to answer your question, like, yeah, we still, um, we're still playing. 
we're, we're still, we just, we just make it work. We line it up. Um, again, double-edged sword, probably doing us a disservice in other ways, you know, not being able to practice every single, you know, week, let's say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think the more interesting, <laughs> like the more scary part is the whole writing process. Right. I mean, yeah. that's, that's been kind of, um, well, cause it's really, what's really funny. And I'm like, I'm just not thinking of this is like, um, I don't know, <laughs> like I'm thinking of being together in a room, you know, and like, you can imagine it too in a band and you're writing someone like writes a guitar part and you're just kind of like, Oh, like, yeah, like that's pretty good. Like maybe you don't <laughs> like it deep down. Yeah. <laughs> imagine someone, imagine someone sending you a guitar part. Do you know what you have to do? Don't respond. Like <laughs> <laughs> you just you ghost them. <laughs> Yeah. If you don't like it. So that's definitely like super hard. And, but, but then it's kind of nice. Cause then you can tell when they do respond, they like it. And like when everyone's active, that means like the, the juices are flowing, but it's definitely, <laughs> it's actually pretty funny. I like that, <laughs> that idea, but yeah, no, definitely a battle, definitely a, a process. Yeah, dude. So what, what kind of, uh, obviously you've got on your mind released this year, right? Um, and that was literally just barely what two weeks ago, yeah. two weeks ago. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just two weeks ago. So, uh, so what's, what do you got coming for going forward? Obviously, you know what you can tell us, cause obviously there's going to be a lot of stuff that's, that's keeps keeping under wraps, but <laughs> in terms of what's available to be told, what, what do you got coming down the pipe? Um, that's great question. So, I mean, I'm always writing, um, I kind of like this. I, I like this new era. I think I like it of, of artists being confident and they always say the, their next best thing they, or the thing, the, the thing they're doing or their newest thing is their best. They always say yeah, that. Yeah. And that's, and that's how I feel like, especially with on your mind and all this new stuff that's, you know, I, that I think is going to come out with it in an EP, um, you know, not too, not too, far off <laughs> i'm trying to think of how, I can say how you can say it without yeah. getting in trouble just <laughs> no no <I'm> a... <laughs> but um you know i think it's so if, if that it, you know if that makes you excited or anyone excited like that I, that i'm saying it's the best thing i've done and, and it's because i believe it then that's absolutely um i would uh, i'd love to send you Personally, oh, dude, I'd love to hear demos it. if you want, dude, you I'd want love it. I, that's honestly like when I found out that people would send me stuff before it gets released, I started kind of like geeking out. I was like, this is amazing. And so like there have <laughs> yeah. been some bands who are like, dude, will you check this out before? Like, and, uh, one of them phenomenal musician, he, he released a side project and he's like, Hey, I want you to listen through this. It's not in the correct order. And I was like, he's like, tell me the track order you think. And I told him though, like I listened through the whole thing and told him the track order. I thought he's like, dude, that's pretty similar to mine. And so we like went back and forth. It was really fun. Cause I was like, this is yeah. so rad. <laughs> dude, that's awesome. They, yeah. kind of, they invite you to be a part of that process. Dude. I just love it. Cause cool. I, I mean, I genuinely just like one of the coolest things is, is putting a face and a personality to awesome music. And, uh, I, think I told you, but your music is awesome. I think it's fantastic. Like what you've been able to do. Like I, like I said, I, there's, there's a lot of really fun reminiscent vibes for me. Cause like back in high school was like, for me was, uh, 
the rise of like Metro Station, Motion City soundtrack, um, a lot of like for me, those very poppy electronics, you know, centric yep. bands. And uh, and I've seen those kind of go ebb and flow. And I'm really excited to see this more indie style because uh, there's a YouTuber I watch that you actually remind me of. His name is Blanks. This um, guy out, oh, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. out in, I don't know where he's at and somewhere in Europe. But uh, the vibe <laughs> of your music, I was like, dude, this is actually some really, really solidly written music. And obviously with On My Mind, I only, you know, I'm your stupid little punching bag cracked me up, which is why it was my favorite. But On Your Mind is, honestly, it is above the the rest in terms of quality of production the uh the vibe is definitely like i could hear that like on a pop station right which is pretty dope like i i dig it so i want you to know that i'm a big fan of what you're doing and if i if i didn't say that i i should have earlier <laughs> no no <laughs> thank you no i appreciate that I, I feel like this um this little era you're referring to and i could be wrong i feel like you're talking about this book kind of like this alt pop electronica indie sleeves Mm -hmm. is maybe what some people call it. Um, I wouldn't have added sleeves, but yeah, (laughs) 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 I'm, I'm old. So, you know, you can just say, okay, boomer and just kind of move me along, you know, I was like, all right, guys, no, 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 no. (laughs) not like, um, like the MGMT, um, yeah. Phoenix passion pit. Yeah, Passion Pit's a great example. I loved Passion Pit. Like his voice, like that really high tenor voice was crazy. Almost like Do you Am I allowed to have your number? Yeah, dude. Yeah, you, oh, can. you can't you can't say it right now, can yeah, you? Yeah, not here. I'll I'll send it in in the private chat here to you. <laughs> I I just made a Passion Pit remix yesterday. No way. That's awesome. So I want I want it. Yeah, dude. I just sent it in the private chat to you. But uh but yeah, dude, that's that's one of the things like I loved, I loved what passion pit did and uh, purity ring. Like they were a little bit more less on the electronic side, but you know, I really dug what they did and what Paris did. And, um, and so there's a lot of really good bands. I think passion pit was probably one of my favorites in that because he was a lot more electronic than the others, but super fun stuff. I love that genre. Um, and I guess that's one more question before, before we start winding up here. Who, who are some of your biggest inspirations? Oh, goodness gracious. Um, it's so embarrassing given that as of recently, I've been asked this so many times and it's like hard each time. Biggest inspirations. Okay. I'm going to do the trick that I always do. Hopefully it's a little relevant. So I'm on my laptop now. I'm typing in on repeat on Spotify <laughs> on Spotify, and I can see everything I've been kind of, you know. It, okay. <laughs> Let's see. So, um, and, and, it's, and again, it's embarrassing because this should be a question I should have off the top of my head. No, I love but, it, dude. Um, AG Cook is always on that list. Okay. Um, AG Cook is Charlie XCX her her producer. Oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah, he has his whole he started like this little record label collective called PC Music. Sick. And I'm I'm pretty late to it, but the every I mean everything on it is cool. I love it. Um that's like it's all like electronic stuff I guess or you know um AG Cook wow. Um Charlie XCX I can always name as another one. Um 
another another like little stupid thing I came up recently was, you know, how I it's not too far off that I tried to that I sometimes think of our music as um Charlie CX, but with guitars and like drum, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and I say this again, maybe it doesn't come out that way, but the input function is definitely that idea. Yeah. Output, whatever. But see, so, but that's, yeah, Charlie CX. That's one of the things that stood out to me though, was that's why I think the music resonated more with me was it was a good hybrid of very electronic, but then you had actual, instruments in it and i was like okay that kind of brings it back to reality for me brings it back to like what i would listen to so it kind of bridges that gap really well which is why i i dig it so much Ooh. oops wrong app um other inspirations claro, claro. i feel like i've heard that one before um what song does she sing? Oh, no, no, no. You know what song she sings. It's the, um, you, oh it's like, it was like trending. Well, Sophia, you've got to, you've got to know that, uh, okay. Okay. I've, I've heard it. You, you've got to know, I don't listen to the radio like at all. So <laughs> That's I, valid. I'm not sure if Clara's on much radio. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, <laughs> so when people say, Oh, I'm sure you've heard it. I'm like, mm, I'm sure I haven't. <laughs> I see. I see. I think, I think when I meant like you've heard it, I is like, it's like viral in a way. So it's on multiple social media. is how I imagine. Oh, okay. It. Whether okay. It's or Instagram, whatever. But anyways, Claro, um, do you like Elliot Smith? <laughs> Elliot Smith, dope music. Okay. I, dope, that one yeah. is one that I do know, you know, <laughs> I'm like, I'm <laughs> trying to like think, I'm like, all right, I know that name. That's perfect. I know that one. <laughs> Dude, I feel like I'm like so out of, out of the loop on your music, but Elliot Smith, I definitely enjoy cause he's been around for a long time. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, uh, I don't know. I almost want to, ask you <laughs> oh, dude. like what your, what your music tastes. I mean, I, oh, bro, I'm, I'm a, I'm a big pop punk listener. Um, so that's, that's, a kind of my realm where I come from. Um, but, uh, in terms of, of like, like if I were to go to my, like recently played, it'd be a lot of your music. Cause I was listening to it a bunch, um, in preparation for the interview. Right. Um, and then it would be a, real friends uh which i don't know if you've ever heard of them but oh that's that's funny that's cool yeah so real friends would be would be right up there and then um one of the most anticipated things for me right now is the third eye blind unplugged album that he's releasing a completely acoustic third eye blind best hits all acoustic is something i'm very very excited for so i'm i'm kind of all over the place um yeah, a, a lot cool. of a lot of the stuff I listen to is is based around my podcast though, which is pretty awesome actually. Like, it gives me a lot of fresh music to listen to, and then oh, I randomly went on like a way big throwback, and I went with like the Shins and the Decemberists for quite a while. I went on like this major throwback, but that was that was a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Decemberists. I'm I'm so glad I'm on my laptop here. 
Have you ever heard of the Decemberists? I have. Oh. I'm, my buddy's coming home. You can say hi if you want. What's if- up, dude? <laughs> <laughs> Are you being interviewed right now? I think you're saying something stupid. <laughs> I actually didn't, I didn't catch your name. What's your name? I'm Chad. <laughs> this is Chad. How's it going, brother? It's. I'm sorry that you can't hear him. That's but. okay. I was <laughs> gonna scream, "Daddy's home!" <laughs> Daddy's home. Perfect. Already, so, so I'm glad I held my tongue. <laughs> Love it, dude. Laughing. I can see. You. <laughs> I'm <laughs> glad. <laughs> Laugh. Oh man. Laugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Well, uh, I do want to, uh, obviously I've taken a good chunk of your time, but I always like to, uh, dude, t- no, this is so fun. I love it. I'm glad dude. Well, uh, I always like to end with just random non-music related questions. So if you've got a couple extra minutes, I, uh, oh, yeah. okay, sweet. All right. So you're in Utah. So you know about crumble and you know about, <laughs> you know, about their deliciousness. I don't know. Maybe you're not a fan. I love crumble. I just had another cookie tonight, but I eat way too much sugar, way too much candy. And so I'm always curious what people's favorite candy and or dessert. Okay. So what's yours, man? I thought you were going to ask me like, okay, yeah, yeah. I think you're going to say like what my favorite crumble cookie is. But oh, um, no, I mean, dessert- you could go with that too, but I mean, very few people would be able to, you know, relate to right. that one. <laughs> yeah, no, favorite dessert is to me it's so it's it's ice cream so easy what flavor ice cream oh vanilla i love really? vanilla chocolate cookies and cream cookies and creams all time dude all time i got my laptop with the uh okay i need more light he said <laughs> was that was that was that no that's a great answer that's a great answer dude i love it have you have you ever had bluebell ice cream yeah oh dude most incredible ice cream ever I, <laughs> yeah i feel stupid for not just saying that first because you read my mind but dude. no that's it's so um what did you say what yours was Oh, my favorite, favorite my favorite candy or favorite dessert, favorite dessert, favorite candy. Oh, dude. Um, I honestly like right. What, um, a band that's on, um, you may know them. They're from Phoenix as well. Uh, Viper club. They, uh, <laughs> I had them on the podcast. Do I know them? <laughs> I had them on the podcast. Those are our best friends. I love it, dude. They're so rad. Awesome. They were so yeah. much fun to talk to, but, uh, they told me about, these gummy bears, these, uh, in the white bag. And they're like the bougie gummy bears is what we kind of call them. And I bought a bag and they're incredible. They are the best gummy bears I've ever had. And, uh, so that's currently what my favorite everything is right now. And, uh, and I've been making a bunch of those little s'mores treats. I don't know if you've ever had those with like the golden grams and marshmallows and chocolate and mix it all together. <laughs> oh, okay, I was about to say I know what s'mores are. Like, <laughs> no, I I do these little like the the s'mores. I don't know s'mores bars, whatever you'd call them. I've been making those okay, a bunch yeah. lately because I'm, I don't know, slightly. And I addicted. think I know what gummy bears you're talking about too. I can imagine them, dude. They're so, freaking very amazing. cool. Yeah. Would you Would you ever eat gummy? Do you eat gummy gummy bears on ice cream, or is that like a? I used to as a kid all the time, <laughs> but now I'm worried that like because the thing that I always. I never got gummy bears as a kid. So like that was my chance. I'd go to cold stone and I was like, 
I was like, I'm getting two of my favorite things right now, gummy bears and ice cream. Right. And so, yeah. um, but then you'd Maybe have to cool. suck on the gummy bear for so long before it became edible, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. No, you, you pop them into the bowl by, and they just freeze. There's rocks. Yeah. There's solid yeah, for sure. But there is something just, magical about it. I, I was just going to say about bluebell, just, um, it's so like obvious the quality yeah and and like you you know you can taste test it i mean you know the obvious like you know buy foam from like the dollar store sorry <laughs> ice cream phone and like you know that's but like even like blue bunny like dryers briars like it's all it's all ice cream and it's good but like like i i i'm pretty confident that i could i could pick apart bluebell in a taste test yeah yeah dude i uh so I'm I'm sure you down in in Phoenix you probably knew um a bunch of uh a bunch of people who were who are LDS um but I sure. I uh, I served a mission down in Houston and uh Houston, so, yeah, awesome. so after after I went and did a uh, an entire tour of the Bluebell factory dude just made me love them even more <laughs> Oh that's interesting where one sec where's houston again in texas yeah it's southeast texas right i mean okay southeast okay yeah so pretty close to louisiana are there multiple bluebell uh, factories i almost said yeah facilities (laughs) i don't know it was uh it was in brenham texas which is just outside of houston i think it was about a 45 minute drive outside of houston okay when when i was in tulsa over the summer I, i I think I drove past the Bluebell factory. Oh, factory. sweet. So it must be like a Oklahoma, Texas. Dude, I mean. Something. That's cool. Bluebell's just the best. All right, dude. Factory. Next one here for you. <laughs> so sometimes yeah, it's, it's hard. It's Broken Arrow. Okay. Sorry. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I didn't know. I, I knew about the Brenham one because that's where they were headquartered and stuff. They literally have like a giant farm there with a bunch of cows where they actually get their dairy. And then they have like an entire bakery where they bake all their cookies and everything. Like they do everything in house. It's crazy. Um, so it was pretty nuts, but anyway, wow. so this, Writing this next down. one, I know, right. This next one, uh, sometimes it's hard to come up with your, your single favorite. So I do allow your top three if you need, um, but uh, favorite movie. <laughs> um. <laughs> Fantastic question. I think I have a list. Oh, nice. Which makes me sound, um, you know. All right. Let's see here. Um, oh, this is easy. Okay. Favorite movies? <laughs> have you ever seen Princess Mononoke? Nope. Never even heard of it. <laughs> okay. Um, Sounds like an anime. Studio- Hey, yeah, no, it's it's a Japanese film. You're right; it's a Japanese animated film. Um, Studio Ghibli does like Pondo yeah, yeah, Spirited Away. Okay, so it's yeah. one of those. Okay, it's a, it's a Ghibli film. Gotcha. So it's great. It's from the '90s. Um, I highly recommend it. Uh, beautiful story, beautiful music, art, everything. Really, really fun to like. I don't know. There's no sequel. This is like so stupid to go on about, but like it's a <laughs> fantasy world, but there's just one movie, which I find very like fun. And so endearing. they're building like, up a whole know, world like, for just a single movie as opposed to a whole series and stuff. But, uh, but, uh, but I don't even want to say they built the whole world. It's almost like they just kind of like 
put you in it and it's like you just kind of observe it okay. it's not like star wars or like you know anything else where they're gonna milk it so prince one and okay <laughs> great film um the shining okay um probably the best movie ever and i don't i think that's like all i could I mean, really I said either one or three, now. so you've got one more to go. I'm just, I'm just kidding, dude. I'm just oh. joking. <laughs> I'm just teasing, dude. No, that's awesome, man. I, I love it. Yeah. All right, dude. I, I want to hear yours, of course. Don't, oh, don't, dude. This is a one-sided. Oh, okay. Like, I mean, it changes a lot, um, but uh, but pretty much the staples, you can probably see behind me here. Um, those are all <laughs> everything Star Wars. I'm a huge Star Wars nerd. So that's oh shoot, that's Dagobah right there with Luke and and Yoda. That's all the helmets. Yeah, I'm a huge Star Wars nerd. Um, so uh, and then oh, you got is a, your shirt Star Wars too? No, my shirt is uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the old cartoon. Okay, that's that's obvious now. <laughs> that you said that, but uh, okay, so I probably shouldn't have this Star Wars. Oh no, you're good. They really do that. milk it. I mean. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of, I, it's kind of a un, unanimous. Yeah. I mean, like, I still love it though. Like I've been loving Kenobi, right? The new series, but, uh, um, so star Wars are always really high up there for me. Um, if I had to pick the number one, my favorite star Wars movie would be rogue one. Um, and then, uh, like out of all of them. Uh-huh. Wow. I loved that one too, by the way. Yeah. I thought that one was the best, the most, I don't know. It was just the most compelling of them all. It kind of, finally was the glue that kind of held it all together for me. Um, but, uh, I'm also huge throwbacks, so you may not see it yet. Hold on. Uh, there's a uh, home alone, another film that I love. And then right there is a DeLorean, another. So back to the Perfect. future, back to the future is one of my favorites. And then Bill and Ted's. So a lot of the old school stuff, even, even here, Sandlot, um, I don't know. A lot of old movies. I don't really. You must love Stranger Things. Oh, I loved it, dude. Dude, Stranger Things is incredible. I it just yeah. scratches every itch for me that way. So <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. I'm a big time. Yeah, I'm I, a big time nerd. So that's been no. That's oh my gosh. I just finished. Did you you obviously watched. The oh yeah. Fourth are so. we are we having to put like a spoiler alert ahead? on a banner or something yeah I, I don't know i don't even know if i have much to say about like spoilers it's just i thought it was cool i liked it a lot dude i uh maybe another example of milking but um, but dude this still, fourth season was the best of all of them in my opinion yeah like but, but is milking bad if it's fun <laughs> no and that's that's totally my attitude i'm like dude as long as it gets better it's not like it's like like for example I watched Mulan with my son the other day. I was like, Mulan <laughs> is such a great movie. So well done. And then it auto plays to Mulan two. And I was like, this is a travesty. That's, that's milking in the wrong way. <laughs> right. So that's, no, that's, that's, the, that's the title of the episode milking in the wrong direction, <laughs> which is like a really funny visual. I don't know. <laughs> All right, dude. Last one here for you. Um, favorite non-music related hobby? Something you love doing that just has nothing to do with music? Oh, that's like... Now, that is a good one to ask because it really puts me in my place, too. Um, yeah, this is the one I love because so many musicians, everything 
centers around music. So it's always fun to find out what they finally do when they're not centered around music. I wanted to say something like, oh, I make remixes, but I guess that is music. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. That's just not <laughs> PSA. Well, I mean, your it's buddy funny. came back from the gym. Do you go to the gym? <laughs> Dude. I saw him pull down the the uh, the whey protein. I was like, that's a big old bag of protein right there. <laughs> <laughs> I need to, and it's embarrassing that I don't. Uh, okay, no, I got to come up with something. I got to come up with something. Um, like even, wow. I have like a lot of things that I love doing with people. I, could, could I like that counts. Little, that totally counts. Like, um, like I don't have a gym membership to a, or I don't have a climb. Have you ever been climbing? Like uh-huh. climbing gym? Yeah. There's the quarry. Like there's a bunch of climbing spots That's here. Right. In Utah. There's the quarry. I forgot about that. So yeah. Like, I mean, climbing if I can with, with GF, <laughs> Do you, do you do bouldering or do you do rock climbing? Um, I mean both, but not enough of either to like, you know, to say I do it. Does that make sense? No, that makes sense. It's it's genuinely just a uh, hobby where you're not actually doing it a whole lot. Right. No. (laughs) And, and I, and I literally cannot say that I boulder because, you know, you've seen the videos of (laughs) people doing like the crazy jumps to the next one and whatever. Yeah. So, well, I mean, so, no, no way. <laughs> yeah. I had a buddy who, who bouldered and I was just like, I was like, okay, yeah, maybe you go up 10, 15 feet. He's like, no, I go up to about 50 feet. I was like, without a rope. Are you idiot? I'm like, dude. And then he had <laughs> a kid and, and I was just, yeah, exactly. Right. I, I said it stupidly, but, but uh, then he had a kid and he was like, yeah, I go up to about 15 feet now. I was like, that, that makes more sense. Now you have something to live dude. for. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, no, I, um, Oh, Utah has allowed me to explore skiing. Oh, nice, <laughs> that's not, dude. That's not really a thing in Yeah, Arizona. definitely not in Arizona. I mean, <laughs> it is for the people who, like, do ski, but it's not something you can kind of, like, try, I guess. I don't know. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, because they um, travel up. You'd probably go to, what, they, most of them would probably go to, like, Brian Head in, like, Cedar City? Um. I, so I've been to no there's so there's it's called sun sunrise and snowball those oh, are okay. both in um um Sholo, and then I believe there's one kind of by pace or not, or not pace and flagstaff okay so there's there's some oh, yeah I forgot I there's mean, a pace in Arizona I ordered a pizza to pace in Arizona once on accident I was like I'm gonna pick this up at the <laughs> store and I chose Payson and I went into the store I was like hey guys you don't have my pizza and they were like uh there was never an order I was like, well, I ordered it. Look. And they're like, oh, that's dude, that's right. Pace in Arizona, bro. And I was like, oh, can you still get me my pizza? <laughs> yeah. They just transferred the credit, transferred the pizza credits over. Uh, they <laughs> they were hilarious. just like, they were just like, uh, I guess we'll just, yeah. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I'm sorry. Cause I'd already paid for it right on the app. Anyway, sorry. Totally random. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, that's the funniest thing. So I don't yeah that's when you awesome. said pace and i was like i was like why is he thinking of pace i was like oh yeah there's a pace in arizona totally forgot <laughs> don't make the same mistake don't make, yeah, the same don't mistake. make if you're ever coming to this pace is, in utah do not order your thing to pace in arizona it's yeah a, this is a reminder <laughs> <laughs> nice psa <That's> right awesome. <laughs> right little psa so you go skiing not snowboarding huh i've been both but um 
I think skiing is definitely, or at least in my experience, it was more relaxing. Okay. <laughs> if that makes sense. Like I didn't, I, I don't know. Something about like using a board is so like hardcore, which is so awesome <laughs> to do it. You know, like surfboarding, skateboarding, but it's, it's like, it's like, it's an export and like skiing is more like luxury. Maybe that's funny. Not that I align with like, it doesn't matter at all. I just kind of, no, I, no, that makes sense. I haven't skied. (laughs) I haven't skied or snowboarded in years and years. So I, I'm, I'm not a winter fan. I would rather just summer all the time. So (laughs) are you, are you from Utah? Did you Uh say that in the beginning? Yeah. So I, I mean, I was born in Utah, lived in Vegas for, a third of my life and then moved back to Utah when I was a teenager. And so most like all my formative years were in Utah. So I, I claim Utah right. as my, as my upbringing, my home state. And what part, man, just to, so I grew up in Mapleton, which is just up the road from here. Um, that's right. just up the road from Salem. Yeah. So it's a nice cool. little, nice little tiny town. We've got a whole, they've got a whole, I think three stoplights now, but when I was in high school, they had one stoplight. It was, uh, <laughs> pretty bumping place to be brother <laughs> we had one rule to follow and we broke it every time <laughs> cruising through that's funny yeah dude um you ever been to santa Quint? I was oh yeah yeah i uh i almost went there for dinner tonight with my kids we we do a family a fa- we go out to eat as a family every every monday and uh we almost went to santa Quint down to iceberg but we didn't oh yeah yeah iceberg's milkshakes are so good dude is it called the barn? What or the red barn? What yeah, is the red the, barn um, down in Santa Quinn. Yeah, where you can pick your own cherries and stuff. The apple cider donuts. Killer! I haven't had them. I love apple cider donuts though. <laughs> what? I drove all the way from. I was like in Ogden <laughs> one time. I drove all the way from Ogden to Santa Quinn, which is like an hour and a half. I don't know if this, I don't know if this makes sense, but like that's like the highest point of you know what i mean yeah like not, a, i mean logan's a, higher but you know what i'm saying that's right? like a solid hour and a half two hour drive man that's a pretty long <laughs> ways to go for some donuts <laughs> well they were awesome so that's awesome dude well, i mean you can count that in one of in, in my dessert your dessert yeah apple cider donuts yeah my dude the first time i was introduced to apple cider donuts i was like floored how good they are because i went out i was visiting my sister out in new york state she lived it up, lives in upstate New York and they had an apple cider That's mill awesome. and uh, they had this whole song and everything. And then they were like, here's an apple cider donut. And I was like, this is weird. And then I ate it and I was like, this is incredible. <laughs> yeah. A song like they almost like had like a ritual. Like, yeah, no, no. Like, real. like it was this little ah, dude. I even got pictures from when I was in high school at this place, but the, it was like this little Almost, you know when you go to like a corn maze and they've got like all their little cutouts and like this whole family yeah, activity yeah. thing it was like that but like imagine like a tenth of the size of a normal one right where they basically have cutouts and then like a little fake train and then apple trees right it was like that was it but they had the apple cider mill song that they would play when you finished doing whatever activity that you were doing and it played this whole song and then they gave you a donut and I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. It was totally I random. More, more reasons to go to New York. <laughs> Dude, if you've never been to upstate New York, it's pretty incredible. I've never it's been very to beautiful. New York. Oh, really? Wow. Oh. 
one day. Yeah, dude. How many incredible. times have you been to New York? I've been about three times up to New York. Let's see. Yeah, three times. So I uh, visited my sister twice up there, um, and then went to the city once. So. Well, I've been to the city all three times I went. I went to the city, but one time was specifically for the city, and that was it. So, right. yeah, man. Well, dude, thank you so much for your time, man. What an awesome, what an awesome time I'm talking, like hit man. With the wave of jealousy now, <laughs> dude. I mean, I don't know. New York City is not my cup of tea. I'm not a huge fan of like giant, massive crowds and like chaos. Um, I mean, I live in Payson. I've kind of, kind of become a little bit of slow, <laughs> slow your roll type person. Right. Um, but, uh, but it kind of smelled like burnt pretzels and burnt rubber. And I was just like, this is not a very delightful smell. Like, and then you got like trash everywhere. And I was like, dude, this is disgusting. I don't know why people love this city so much, <laughs> <laughs> but there was the M M&M and yeah. factory, which was pretty dope. And then there was like the Coca-Cola one. And like, those you were fun. That in Vegas. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, I grew up in Vegas and I was like, dude, I had all these same things in Vegas and I didn't have to travel all the way to freaking New York. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well dude man thank you so much for for your time it yeah. was an absolute blast getting to talk with you and uh oh it was awesome yeah dude i i really appreciate Very it fun. and i'm really excited to uh to hear all these extra things going on because uh like i said before stellar music man i i really dig the the vibe that you have but also the the hybrid nature of the electronic along with like the the natural instruments it's just it's really cool I, I appreciate that immensely. Thank you. Absolutely, this was dude. A blast. Well, uh, you know, when we got some more music coming out, we'll have to have you come back. We'll talk a little bit more, and we'll uh, I'll, I'll come up with some other questions that'll be fun to get to know you. You know, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Thank awesome, you. dude. You made it to the end yet again, and if you made it to this point, that must mean that likes, subscribing, sharing, those are all in order, right? If if you haven't done so yet liking commenting subscribing it's super helpful allows the podcast to get to more listeners to find more people and help us to to grow this awesome opportunity we have and uh, i hope you enjoyed this conversation i had with reese because what a rad dude right super awesome guy really talented super stoked for the new music that they're about to release and uh yeah be sure to go give them some love on instagram facebook wherever you use social media and until next week deuces